0: What's new? How is the world treating you? Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. Now today we will move on to Acts chapter 8. We have now arrived at the second major division of the book of Acts. You remember that we divided the book according to the Lord's commission in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. First, they were to witness in Jerusalem. Now we come to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit through the apostles in Judea and Samaria. This section of the book includes chapters 8 through 12. Chapter 7 concluded with a most unusual scene and included the two young men who had the greatest influence upon the early church. The one was Stephen, the deacon, the young man who gave his life the first martyr in the church. The other was a young Pharisee who had charge of the stoning of Stephen. His name was Saul. Now today our focus will be on verses 1-3 through of Acts chapter 8 and Luke opens this chapter with these words. Saul was in complete agreement with the killing of Stephen, and a great wave of persecution of the believers began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and everyone except the apostles fled into Judea and Samaria. But some godly Jews came and with great sorrow buried Stephen. Saul was like a wild man, going everywhere to devastate the believers, even entering private homes and dragging out men and women alike and jailing them.
1: I am. Everything I'm not. I'm yours, Lord. Try me now and see. See if I can be completely yours. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got. Everything I am. Everything I'm not. I'm yours, Lord. Try me now and see. See if I can be completely yours. I'm yours.
0: According to Luke, all except the apostles fled Jerusalem when the persecution began. For the apostles to stay in Jerusalem would be an encouragement to those in prison and a center of appeal to those scattered. The church now went underground. Luke tells us that the people scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. This was the beginning of the fulfillment of the commission in chapter 1 verse 8 not by the church's plan, but by events beyond the believer's control. Now here to bring us our study is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: Remember when I was a boy and collected little sayings, I found one that said the devil never harmed a church by persecuting it, but by joining up with it. The persecution of the church of Jesus Christ began seriously as Luke records it in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8. The gospel is catapulted into Judea and Samaria by the martyrdom of Stephen. Stephen, a Greek-speaking Jewish Christian, is killed, stoned, by a group of Jews who favored the status quo. But persecution never harmed the church. It is said that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. So it was here at the very beginning... On the very day that Stephen was murdered, other Christians were sought out, and as a result, they scattered. Here is how Luke describes it. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. The only name mentioned at this point who actively pursued the Christians with the intent of stamping them out was Saul. He evidently heard Stephen and he gave his active approval and consent to his death. It may be that Saul attended this same synagogue in which Stephen spoke. Being trained as a Pharisee by the great Gamaliel, Saul no doubt realized, like Stephen, that the new order of which Stephen had spoken and the old order were incompatible. Judaism in its old form and Christianity couldn't mix. The differences were too great. No compromise was logically possible. Gamaliel's advice that if this new movement was not of God... It would come to naught was not Paul's view. If the old was to be preserved, then this new order had to be stamped out. So, Stephen's death signaled an immediate wave of persecution in Jerusalem. However, it should be noted that not every non Christian Jew in Jerusalem felt that antagonism toward this new movement. There were devout Jews who no doubt had heard Stephen and were attracted to the Christian faith who lovingly and tenderly took Stephen's battered body and gave it a decent burial, complete with proper mourning. One cannot blame the whole nation for this brutal act, just as one cannot blame the whole nation for the crucifixion of Jesus. But Stephen's death signaled a campaign against the Christians in the Jerusalem church. Although not specifically stated... It appears that those Christians particularly targeted for persecution were the Hellenists, the Greek-speaking Christian Jews. These were identified with Stephen, also a Hellenist. Perhaps the Hellenists generally were not that popular anyway. So here was a group of Christians who bore the brunt of the persecution. Not all believers were expelled from the city. The apostles themselves, being Hebrew Christians, were allowed to remain in the city. No doubt they felt the burden to stay. Evidently, the church in Jerusalem from this time on was predominantly made up of Hebrew Christians. In about 66 A.D., when the fatal Jewish revolt began, the church was again dispersed. But even after that, some Christian Jews remained in Jerusalem. Until A.D. 135, when the Roman Emperor Hadrian banished all Jews from the city and refounded Jerusalem as a colony called Ilea Capitolina. From this time on, that is 135 A.D., the church at Jerusalem was totally Gentile with no continuity with the earlier Jewish church. Now what was the effect of the stoning of Stephen? What did it do for the Christians? The Hellenist Christians scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Jesus had said, be my witnesses in Jerusalem. They had certainly been that. Thousands in Jerusalem had come to believe in Jesus as Messiah and Christ. But Jesus' statement continued, be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. With the persecution of the Christians, they were forced to spread throughout Judea and Samaria. Was Stephen's stoning of Satan or of God? i leave the answer to you. Luke chooses an interesting word here in chapter 8, verse 1. He writes that the Christians were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. That word scattered does not describe a general scattering. He chose the word that describes the scattering of seed, This means that when Luke wrote this sometime later, in retrospect, he looked upon this scattering as a providential event which catapulted the church in Judea and Samaria. God was sowing the believers in these areas. They weren't refugees, they were missionaries. Paul, when he wrote his first letter to the Thessalonians, traced the inception of the Judean churches to this event. One final comment. Verse 3 of chapter 8 reads that Saul began to destroy the church going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Luke's choice of words here indicate that Saul kept on trying to destroy the church, but he was unsuccessful. The more he tried, the more it spread. The church proved indestructible, just as Jesus had predicted that the gates of Hades would not be able to overcome it.
1: Jesus shall reign And all their voices shall proclaim.